Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We're going to be talking about something called watermelon snow. Which I'll be honest with you, I never heard of until this week. I, I didn't know watermelon snow was a thing. Sounds lovely though, doesn't it? It's kind of like you know, like a fancy cocktail on the menu in some upscale nightclub or something like that. But that—that's not what it is. It's a natural phenomenon that um, occurs in, I, I think, like glacial ice fields, things like that. Primarily, it's caused by algae. Um, and researchers say it, it's what's happening with it right now is something like a, a canary in a coal mine scenario about our mountain glaciers. So we're going to find out, because I didn't do a very good job of explaining what it is. Uh, we're going to chat with Lynn Cornby now, who's a professor of molecular biology and biochemistry at Simon Fraser University and the lead author of a study looking into this phenomenon and what we're seeing in our part of the world here in Alberta and in other you know mountainous areas around here. Lynn, thanks so much for joining us today. I do appreciate your time. Good morning, Shay. Thanks for your interest in the work. Uh, I do like the idea of the watermelon snow cocktail. I'll have to give that some thought. I, I, yeah, you go ahead and share it out because uh, I think <laughs> I think it could work. It, it, there's something about yeah. it. watermelon snow. It does. <laughs> uh, what is it though? Give us a better definition than I did. What is watermelon? You snow? bet. You bet. So watermelon snow is basically an algal bloom. So your listeners might be more familiar with blooms of algae. In lakes or oceans, you know, when it's um, it's warm in the summer and the lake turns green and you say, oh, we've got an algal bloom. It's the same thing, but it's happening on the snow. And the algae on the snow have special adaptation of a red pigment that protects them from getting too much light. So when they bloom, um, in other words, they, they individual cells grow and divide and grow and divide mm -hmm. and you get this population spreading out. Um, it makes the snow look like watermelon. It's really quite dramatic and beautiful. And and all the things you're talking about, this algae, the bloom of it all, it's all natural, right? I mean, this is it's it's part of the landscape. It's always done this, correct? Absolutely. There are reports going way back to maybe even Aristotle, but uh, certainly the early Arctic explorers were collecting samples. It's it's a totally natural phenomenon. Okay. Now, you set out to find out exactly what's going on with uh, watermelon snow. Tell us about the work you did because it's it's groundbreaking, right? Uh, how did you go about gathering the information? So this latest paper uh, uses satellite images, and we uh, did some training of computer programs, basically some machine learning, taught the computer to look at these images so that we could look around the globe at patches of snow on glaciers and determine which ones had algae and how much algae was there. So the paper that we just reported was uh, focused uh, on the Pacific Northwest. So we didn't go 
um, global for this paper, but we went where the this is a hot spot, and our data was really strong here. Um, what did we? What were you seeking to find out? Because I mean, it's it in in doing the reading here, it sounds to me like it's almost like a a negative feedback loop, like the, the algae blooms, um, which you know creates more melting or faster melting, which affects the. So, what were you trying to find out in terms of what's going on with watermelon snow and this algae in particular? Right. So exactly that. We wanted to know, is this a, we call it a positive feedback loop of climate change, Um, negative in the sense that it's not producing a result that we would like. So we think of it as negative, but it's actually a reinforcing feedback loop. So we call it positive. And that is as the earth warms, uh, the snow melts and these algae bloom in melting snow. And because of the red pigment, they absorb more of the sun's energy. So white snow is really good at bouncing that energy back out into space. Really important for our climate equilibrium. But as that snow becomes red, it absorbs the heat and produces better conditions for more algae. So we get more algae growing, more absorption, more warmth, more algae, et cetera. Positive feedback. Gotcha. Okay. what you call it a canary in a coal mine this is sort of a warning about where we might be headed why what uh, what what's the risk here well so it's a funny thing to call it a canary in the coal mine because we have so many we do, of them we? Yeah. Um, we have a flock of canaries <laughs> um, but in in this case what what i'm getting at is uh for example very clear in our data set is that in uh, 2020, here in southwestern British Columbia, we had what we call the heat dome, a very extreme heat um, event that happened very early in the summer. And what our data show is that the blooms did not form that summer. So these blooms require a prolonged period of uh, warmish weather. So warm enough to uh, have a bit of snow melt so that we can get the algae growing. But if it's too warm, the snow melts out and the blooms don't have a chance to form. Hmm. And that's what happened in 2020. And so that, I think, is an indication of what we can expect with global warming in the future. Um, this whole ecosystem is is likely to well, it'll, it's likely to be one of the first, I think, where a whole ecosystem goes extinct. So it's it's not just the algae, but growing with the algae are, well, it's, it's, a, it's a couple dozen species of algae plus fungi, uh, bacteria, and protists, really cool things like water bears and rotifers. And it, when you look under the microscope, it's just spectacular. And if, even if you stand on a rock and look across a field that's got this bloom happening, it's awe-inspiring. So, um, just one more. Yes, yeah, so are, 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 are we like? <laughs> would you say we're at risk of losing it, or you know what, we're going to lose it? Like, I mean, we've passed the tipping point. Like, what do you think the likelihood that this is going to be something that you know we see only in history books? Um. Well, I, I hope we won't lose it. Uh, if we. Uh, really get our act together. I mean, although the algae are helping the glaciers melt, we all know the real cause is is the warming of our atmosphere caused by the greenhouse gases, uh, fossil fuel emissions and animal agriculture and all these things that are a consequence of human activity. So 
the papers that I read on this, uh, there's a little bit of debate, but it looks pretty clear that if we get our act together, if we cut these emissions really soon, um, we can avoid a lot of these more serious consequences. But um, there's no room for delay. And mm. it, it's, it's an all of the above situation, right? We can't, we can't say, oh, well, we're going to have... Um, you know, we're going to go green in this way and that way. Therefore, we can keep doing these other things. No, we have to go green in every way we can imagine, plus stop putting greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. We have to do it all. Like you say, it's it's, it's another canary in a, in a long list of canaries that uh, are been yeah. sounding the alarm for a while. Lynn, fascinating work. Thank you so much for uh, sharing it with us today. I do appreciate it. Thank you for your time, Shay, and your attention. I appreciate that. Yeah, you you take care. You too.